You're listening to The Poncho Section, conversations about all things media and Mel Brooks. It's a podcast. And here's your hosts, Michael Canfer and Ethan Feldstein. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Poncho Section. We're going to try to be a distraction from your life for, I don't know, probably about an hour. Yeah, so let's, let's kick it off. We are joined by the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Jacob Wilkins, and you hear his voice at the beginning of every podcast, every poncho section. Jacob, welcome. It's really me. Yeah, Tim. <laughs> it's my third time on. Yes. Yeah, so thanks for having me, of course. And even better to be, not that we don't like Ethan's place, but your place, Mike, with these fabulous Everybody Loves Raymond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, we had a nice discussion about those. Uh, yeah, oh, I'm saying it Raymond. brings me back to my childhood. Monday nights oh, after Hebrew school, mom Perfect. and dad, and usually I join them for nine o'clock. Hebrew school went from 6.15 to 8.15 right. at Temple Emmanuel in East Meadow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I, I went there too. Well, yeah, were you? <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, well, uh, of course. There we go. <laughs> uh, Temple Emmanuel Brethren. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Temple Emmanuel Brothers. Uh but and then we'd come home around eight fifteen, and I guess by the time everyone got home, let's say that's eight thirty or whatever, and at nine we were ready to go for uh, ELR. Yeah, once everybody got home, everybody loved Raymond. Oh man, it, yeah. those were long days. When yeah, you had yeah. To, tough uh, life as a kid. You had to go to Hebrew school after. This is some real Jew talk <laughs> going on here. Well, uh, let's. That'll be well, our next. That's our next podcast. Jew talk. There you go. There you go. That should have been the after, be, That should have been the after show. That's our really. spin-off podcast. Ah, oh, <laughs> yeah. There we go. But yeah. So how are you doing? I'm how good. You been? I'm good. Thanks. Yeah. Everything's Excellent. good. Everything's good. Yeah. So we want to talk about best sports and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, well, well, I'm not qualified in, in not. sports or stuff, really. Oh, okay. You meant you looked up the wrong guy in the Rolodex. All it's, right. it's Wilkinson. Well, Wilkinson, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, everyone gets confused. Oh, yeah, well, just, sorry, just guys. the hair. Just, just, just a line off. All right, well, what do you guys want we'll, to talk we'll keep about it, then? We'll keep it rudimentary. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, uh, I want to talk about the Giants, as uh, I always do. Okay. And that's when everyone turned, turned off yeah, the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Well, because no one wants to hear about because it's. I mean, well, it has been actually in the news, I guess, a lot, or I guess in sports news. I, but you know, again, I'm, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for only the Giants news. Yeah. Like when I uh, when I like turn on ESPN, though, I hear like Stephen A. Smith and those guys yep. always always talking about yep. them. Um, and everyone's got everyone's got their opinions. You know, um, Eli's kind of become the fall guy, hmm. and it's kind of sad to see how this is all. I mean, right now we're recording. The Giants have they have a game against the Bears on Sunday, so that'll have already passed. But I don't think much will change in <laughs> in a week's time. Probably not. Whether they win or lose, it's it really doesn't matter. What what I'm concerned about is I know that Eli is supposed to start against the Bears. I don't know when, if ever, they're going to decide to bring in Lawletta and at least give him a shot. I mean, if at this point there's no way they didn't have a chance of getting in the playoffs. No, for a while before last week. But now, I mean, it's it's solidified. So why not why not give this guy a try? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, I it's I not I like what they're yeah. They're not. It's not like they're going to be breaking his streak like last year. So it's already McAdoo exactly. already did. He that already ruined it. So with, with Geno Smith, right? So oh my god, I forgot that it was yeah. Geno Smith that, that they put in. But yes, it's not like much is going to be changing. Might no. as well give the guy a shot. Well, I, I would say this. I don't think the story after through much of the season, the story was Eli. Mm-hmm. and whether to make a change. And then, frankly, as, as comical, and the timing was so poor and comical for Loletta to be arrested yeah. in that making the wrong turn or, you know, continuing to make a right turn and then disobeying the police officer. Yeah. That would have been his best chance that, that right around that time, I don't know exactly what their record was, but in that bye week leading into the San Francisco game, there was talk of maybe we will. And then once he did that, you couldn't have him start the next game. And that's when Eli played really well against the Niners. Giants won. Giants won the next week. Mm -hmm. And then frankly, this week's story, this was not a referendum on Eli. I mean, this should have been a Giants third straight win. And you're not going to take Eli out coming off, especially if they won, but even after the loss. I mean, this was just, it was bizarre the way the Giants offense 
could not function. It was as if the engine had been turned off on them in the second half. And there was mm-hmm. much more of a discussion this week, at least in the sports talk radio space, about play calling and Odell Beckham Jr. No surprise. Is right. he happy getting the ball enough? I mean, to me, the most puzzling part was Saquon, who was so dominant, had nearly 100 yards in the first half, had yep. about seven in the second half on four carries. And the defense, you know, and what happened for this you know, Eagles offense to generate enough, but even more so that the Eagles secondary was so depleted and it looked like the Giants were going to run away with it in the first half and somehow they lost. So never I looks think, like that to me. I know. <laughs> but, and, but I, and I did chide <laughs> E by texting him from work saying, looks like they've really got it in the bag and yeah. knowing uh, <laughs> and, exactly how and that could come apart. Immediately, immediately things went south from there. Right, yeah. I think a moment after I sent the text, yeah. they scored a touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, Eli threw that pick at the end of the first half, but I don't think you this focus has not been around Eli uh, at least this week. And uh, whether we tape this this week or next week, the Giants are out of playoff contention yeah. anyway. Yeah. That, that went out the window with the loss last week. But, boy, it really would have been interesting if they won. And there were a lot of Giants fans that were quite excited. I thought a little overexcited because mm. you still had a 3-17. and 17. But, look, if they yeah, were 4-7. Those four are delusional seven, Giants fans. <laughs> those aren't real yeah, fans. Yeah, but, they, look, they would have won three in a row at 4-7. and seven, A lot of momentum and a good game against the Bears. When have the Giants ever won like eight? What is it? Because they were one in seven after going into yeah, the bye week. Yeah, I'm not saying they were going to come out with eight straight yeah, wins. Yeah, when do they? And people were trying to break down their schedule and say, "Well, I think we can pick off Dallas here and blah blah right. blah." But it just would have, for this week, created what, some though? excitement. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, basically, they were saying. I mean, look. If you looked at the first, I was saying, look, they beat San Francisco and Tampa. Now you have to beat the teams that are on your schedule, but those yeah. were two, you know, cupcakes. Frankly. Yeah, of course. But the win against Philly would have given them some legitimacy. You upset the defending champs, despite them being so depleted. Yeah. On defense, they were the defending champs. You beat them in Philly. Creates sure. a little bit of a buzz. Not saying they were uh, running the table, but it would have set up an interesting matchup at home. Right. Where fans would be inclined to show up. Right. Now. You have you're just playing to sort of you know, slow down the bears. Yeah, I mean it's it's funny. I was talking to Ethan uh, yesterday about it, and there's a part of me that's like I've already accepted. Uh, we're just basically uh, playing for drafting spots right now, uh, and I don't see. I don't know. I don't know. I, if, I think they should be playing just for drafting spots because nah. it's, it's it's whatever. I, I never but, I never say play nah, for the draft pick. But, that's a silly. Yeah, yeah you know what? Because it's it's you don't and know. There's no exact science in the draft. Yeah. Um, and who frankly, wants to play to lose? That just seems no, no, I don't think well, they should play think, to lose. But I think it's last like, year that was more of a narrative as it was like, you know what, this will work out well. <laughs> frankly, I think Giants fans thought they were going to draft the quarterback. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm happy this, with Saquon, though. That was right. a good pick. Well, I think that's also yeah. that Saquon's continuing production mm-hmm. has quieted some of the talk surrounding why they didn't take a quarterback. Again, it's I, everything in the NFL and the news cycle is based on what have you done for me lately. So yeah, yeah. Giants winning two in a row and the offense playing well for two and a half uh, games, really. Mm-hmm. Eli uh, talk went away. Right. You know, you're seeing less talk of that, but the Giants still have a decision to make. You don't want to forget about what happened at the beginning of the year and how long can you ride with Eli. But I don't think Giants fans want to stomach a, what are they now, 3-8? and eight? Yeah. I don't think they want to stomach a 3-13 and 13 season or a 4-12 and 12 season. I right. actually think, you know, this is the Giants. There is not supposed to be back-to-back awful seasons. What were they last year? 2-14? 3-13. 3-13. Mm, I don't think 13. you want back-to-back. Sure. Oh, even even if it's a you're thinking about draft position. Yeah. But, but it's, been, it's been a long time, though, because you have... You know, yeah, last season, but even the season before when they went to the playoffs, they got there and they got their asses handed to them. It was terrible. Right. Like they just looked so out of sorts. So that didn't even feel like a successful right. season. You know, it's just it, well, but you thought, really all right, McAdoo took over, got us to the playoffs. We're Which on our was, way. I mean, you had the whole boat scandal. Scandal. <laughs> yeah, guys that went photo. on a boat and had some fun and then didn't show up in the uh, Sunday game. But yeah, that whole thing. Yeah. But uh, that, that point whole being, thing you have. Dumb. Also, there's not as much talk about positioning in the draft this year as well because Mm. for this coming draft, there is not the same level of quarterback. Remember, Mm -hmm. in this past year's draft, you had Mayfield, Darnold, Rosen, um, who am I missing? Lamar Jackson, 
Um, Mahomes. Mahomes. Well, uh, Mahomes wasn't this past year's draft. He was the year before. Was he really? Yeah, he oh. is a second-year player. <laughs> I didn't realize that. Yep. Well, he is kicking ass. Didn't? Yeah, he, he only started about a game last year. Oh, But he developed that. as Alex Smith was playing. <laughs> and, oh. uh, you know, the genius of Andy Reid just, like, knew what he had. Yeah. And they oh, trade man. Smith to the Redskins. And obviously terrible what happened to Smith in terms yeah. of his injury. But of uh, Mahomes has been just ridiculous so that's why you never know where you're going to find a quarterback uh you know you could have a great number one pick like andrew luck you could have a guy like mahomes who was you know out of texas tech and everyone just assumed he was a byproduct of the system yeah yeah i mean and it's also where you sorry where you pair mm. the quarterback you're mm. lucky as a quarterback if you're with andy Reid. yes sure. I mean, he's like a qb whisperer yeah. <laughs> yeah, but th that's the thing. I don't know what the Giants are going to do now because there's that guy coming up, Justin Herbert from Oregon. Well, he's like, yeah, he's the, like the big prospect. But then again, like it's the Laletta thing. What are they going to do? Because I don't think Eli's going to be here next year. But I think they they're going to want to let him maybe like ride it out for the rest of the season, let him finish it off, and then. But who are you bringing in? You know, that's the question. Well, that's you can't, a, yeah. You I don't know what you do. You can't say goodbye to Eli and then just bring in another veteran. No, I know that's why I'm I'm very confused about this whole thing. Mm -hmm. because, well, no, I'm hearing all kinds of like people saying Nick Foles. I'm like, I don't see how that would work. It doesn't make any sense bringing him in. Yeah, I mean Foles is a little bit younger, but I don't think that's the. But he's not a future of any. Yeah, that's the thing. He's a little <laughs> older and. Yeah, I, I don't know. Look, that's still the question about the draft is, is look, you see, now I think in the Philly game you saw how Saquon in that first half could literally win you a game. He could change yeah, a game. Yeah. But, and I, you know, I love Saquon, a Penn State guy. Like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. So this is not, uh, I mean, he is amazing. But the argument, and it's been as clear as than the light of day, is that you can have the best running back in the world, but it is not, you can still end up. Three and eight. Mm -hmm. Of course. Now, yeah. uh, there's also the offensive line factor. But look, oh, yeah. you look at, and I'm not comparing, this is separate from Saquon, but you look at Pittsburgh with James Conner. You know, if yeah. you have a good offensive line, you can plug in. The running back is a more, you can plug in more. Yeah. yeah. The quarterback is more elusive to find. Right. No, I, I agree. But um, again, I think they made the right back call. back to who you're going to bring in next year, or do you stay with Eli? I don't know. He's got one more. He technically, I think, has one more year left on his on his deal. But it's weird. Like, I want these guys to leave in like a good. It, you don't don't even have to go out on top necessarily, but just leave in a somewhat like more positive fashion. Mm -hmm. But like the way Coughlin went out was so sad and so unsatisfying. You didn't like the like, awkward handshake and the <laughs> and the same thing. With Coughlin and ownership. <laughs> oh God! And the and the same thing is happening with Eli. It just it's like it shouldn't be that way. And it, it makes me like annoyed with the organization because they're just like don't know what they're doing. They just I don't know. It's always hard to say goodbye. Of the, course, but it's you have to I feel treat like other it. places have an easier time with it though. I've I've seen it. But you know I what? can't give it, an example and, right but now. Not but not every other place has won two Super Bowls uh, that with that true. player. That is true. And the same thing with conflict. You know, if you haven't won, <laughs> look, the Jets have no problem saying goodbye yeah. to the players because you know they haven't been in the playoffs in eight years. It's uh, true, but the, the difference with the Giants though is that they've had like they like they had the two Super Bowls, but most of the other years they didn't go to the playoffs at all. Like mm -hmm. it's a very like they haven't right. No, they it's, haven't it's a hot cold. It's, it's a hot a, cold resume, and that's sort of the criticism weird. of Eli. It's weird. Yeah, not just even in the. That's the Giants, though. The yep. Giants are always have in history. Like that's what they like. They don't have. There's no dynasty. Mm -hmm. It's not like the yep. Patriots have become like a dynasty where like Belichick could be there as long as he wants because he always produces at least a playoff caliber. Well, look, right. Right, that's not right. the Pats are, and look, the Giants can always take pride in saying they beat the Pats twice in the Very Super Bowl. Very true, of course. But the Pats are, let's put them at a different level, as much as coming from a Jets fan, uh, that pains me. <laughs> no, I already have. Right. I already have, but, that's what I'm saying. But if you're, if you're um, looking at it, as I regain my train of thought, uh, <laughs> no, if you're looking at the rest of the league, right? Yeah. Do you want to be the Packers? Getting to two is hard, okay? Yeah. Uh, do you want to be the Packers where you have gotten deeper into the playoffs more consistently? Yeah. But you only have that one title with Rodgers. Mm. They can have not been able to get the second. They haven't even yeah. gotten, I don't think, two Super Bowl appearances. It was just the, the one where they won it all. You want the rings. Do you, right, you want the rings. Do you want to be the Steelers? Always knocking on the door. Mm. One Super Bowl under Tomlin and Roethlisberger. Well, ben might have two. Ben right? has two because he had one under Cower. Right, right. right. so he's in a special. Yeah. He would build, but still, let's say in the outside of Ben, the Steelers, they're always knocking on the door. But Then you have you Philip Rivers, yeah. who's been... A, 
I think, a great quarterback throughout right. his career, but just has never won. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's a different cat. But I'm talking about that's, teams that's that are consistently category. winning. Yeah, no, um, I hear what you're saying. The, you know, the Giants do have the two, but it is that indicative? It makes it more of a roller coaster. Yeah, the it's Giants. more of a roller coaster and it's harder to judge Manning because I don't think yeah. they've won a playoff game outside of the years where they haven't gone to the Super Bowl. I think you're right. I No, I feel like there's one. Maybe there was one year where they won one? No, no. You know what? You're right because they had um, the year the year after they won, so 2008. They won the Super Bowl in 2008 for the 2007 season. Right. The next, The following year... The Giants had a great record. They were like twelve yeah, and four. Yeah, they and got lost. The bye. They got but the they bye lo- and they lost. They lost in the in to the Carolina, round. right? Hmm. I believe it was no. It might have been Philly. Philly, yes. Yeah, yeah. I think it was Philly. Like, oh, I almost to, had it. I almost had the clean sweep. Anyway, because because the year before we beat the Cowboys, but they had the bye going into the second round, and that's when. Um, uh, Terrell Owens was crying in the press conference. It was very satisfying for <laughs> for Giants fans because um, he didn't want people criticizing Tony Romo. And he was so he was. Oh right, that's my quarterback. Yes, yes. that's yes. A classic, yep. classic. Great, uh, great footballer. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> fast forwarding to 2018, that's where I mean, the, yeah, the, it's it's been more topsy turvy. Mm-hmm. And yeah. look, when you look at outside of you know from the the last Super Bowl on, I mean, yeah. the records have not been uh, particularly impressive. Not, not impressive at all. The, the problem, I'm which is very to... ungiants like. Yeah. yeah, the problem I'm trying to figure out with with the whole Eli and what what to do quarterback wise is. I'm always thinking like the perfect transition situation, which was a uh, Rogers kind of a Favre to Rogers kind of thing, where you had that veteran teaching somebody, teaching well, the new sec- guy. Well, well, and I just can't think of like what are they going that- to do when in this situation? What are uh, they going to do? Who's going to be the person to take over? And what kind of like is Eli going to be the person to teach the new guy? Like at this point, probably not. Well, yeah. one sec, one sec. About let, let's clarify the Green Bay situation. There was nothing perfect about that transition. It happened to work out really well. Yeah, Rogers, first of all, thirtieth round pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's thirtieth round. There is no thirtieth round. <laughs> I think thirtieth. You know, he dropped. No, yeah. everyone remembers the picture of him in the draft right. uh, room. You know. As a young Aaron Rodgers, as right. he dropped, and I loved Rodgers, by the way, not because he was uh, coming out of Cal, yeah. And I'm a big Cal fan, just because my aunt and uncle live in Berkeley. Um, but it took him a couple so, years. So he, so Favre didn't want to teach him at all. I mean, Rodgers yeah. was mm-hmm. taking his job. Green Bay was the one that sort of pushed Favre out. That's why he ultimately right. left, I think. Right, right. and and they, he went to Minnesota, um, and then to the Jets. Was that was that just? Well, no, he went to the Jets first, right, and then went to Minnesota. Yeah, I think he did yeah. the Jets first. Did he go Jets? He did. He did go Jets first, and then Minnesota. Yeah, okay. He ended in Minnesota. Yes, which was because he had the NFC title game against the Saints. Yeah, it was so crazy that to think. But that point being, it wasn't that. a perfect transition. Okay, no. yeah. So uh, then, I, I so misspoke. it's very no. I, I'm not good to cr- criticizing you, but that it's very difficult to even in that situation. You but for Rodgers, he got to learn under far for I think like. Three or four years. Yeah, he, he was there for a while. So he waited his turn. You never see that now. Yeah. You don't see that at all. I thought the Giants were going to do that for a while with like other quarterbacks that had come through. Yeah. But they've just been, it's just been a rotate rotation yeah. of backups now. Well, they, well, they had Ryan Nassib for quite a while and then he yes, turned out did. to be yeah. nothing. And, and there was know, the mystery of Davis Webb, but he's the not mystery playing. of Davis Webb, which still to me just seems like the biggest waste. I don't, I still don't get why he was, why he was there. He didn't, he did nothing. Right. He didn't get. He didn't get to play. Like I, I never understood that. And you know, now with Lawletta, I, I don't know. I don't know if he's the guy. But I'd, I'd like to at least see him as a fan. I just want to see what he can do. Yeah. You know, see if there is any kind of future there. And if not, let's you know look for a quarterback. Would it really hurt them to just spend the next few games and just trying different things out? Well, like try a, like you know see who see who might be the spark that that can be can lead the team well like pat Shermer said um on some interview maybe a conference he said that he's like why leave out tanny alex tanny who's the, <laughs> who's the who i guess technically is the second string yeah i'm like yeah well like what again like he's there he's there because he has experience but he's like been like a backup he's like a veteran backup so mm-hmm. he's like the guy if yeah, you know gets what you're hurt, getting with him if you like know it, what well, you're getting well if he like gets hurt like you bring him in because he has the experience sure. which by the way very scary thought and i'm gonna knock on wood but when this comes out it's very possible Eli could have gotten hurt and this whole argument yeah that's true nothing <laughs> oh but, uh, yeah well, well we're gonna hope not yeah that well 
Yeah. Anyway, I'm the just always afraid the NFL, he's going to get hurt. Well, yeah. Every week I'm then like, then they would be forced to make a decision. Because I'm like, because he's, I'm just like, this is the one. Then you'll <laughs> get to one. see, you'll get to see, uh, well, either Taddy or Loletta sooner than you think. Yeah. But th- look, there is uh, the rest of the NFL besides the Giants, and uh, lots going on. Yeah. Well, I'm. I actually, I'm liking watching these heavy. That's offense. my cue saying I can't do more Giants talk. No, no, that's <laughs> used up all my bullets. That's fine. Um, I'm excited about these offense heavy. I guess you want to call it like the Saints, the. Uh, Kansas City, the Rams, like these teams. Well, that that game with the Rams and Kansas City mm-hmm. a few weeks ago was insane. That fifty-seven to what was it? Fifty-seven to fifty-four. Fifty-four, fifty-one. Fifty-four, yeah. fifty-one. Okay, mm. um, which is insane. And but even so, like I think the Saints, I think the Saints could be like a contenders or might be the best as well. Like I don't know. I have both. I have both Drew Brees and Pat Mahomes. <laughs> on my on my fantasy roster and it's always yep. it's always a tough call because they're both that's pretty good that's a pretty good uh yeah it's oh. a tough choice each week it well i've been using Mahomes though because he he does a little better each time but that's wild though. but drew Brees, Brees, is, ha- is, Brees is having a great year yep. yeah um so i've been having a lot of fun watching those teams and i don't know it's been it's been interesting i feel like there's it feels to me that there's definitely and maybe i don't know how you feel about this there's like a big gap, it seems this year. There's like these like really high scoring teams, mm-hmm. and then there's everybody else. And then there's the Jets, and then there's yeah. the Jets and the Giants. <laughs> and it is so bizarre to be and, you o- know, and Oakland. Let's not forget about them. Well, totally yes, is. of course, <laughs> uh, the John Gruden blow up scenario. Yeah. It is bizarre to be in New York yeah. and feel like neither of these teams are competitive. While there's really a lot of competitive teams across the league. Um, yeah. And uh, as you said, especially offensively, I think it's been yeah. a fun year. Uh, viewerships up. Now, yeah. do I want to see a 54-51 game every time? No. No, I, I don't I'd at rather, all. like I thought, and I didn't even I watch all of it. I saw articles about that, like, oh, this is like the future. I'm like, no, it was one game, right? Well, yeah, I mean, two high-octane, extraordinarily high-octane I like offenses. a little defense. A little defense is Well, I know it's also, it was in the Coliseum, you know, and I obviously there was all... With, with the fires and everything, but mm-hmm. yeah. just condition-wise, warm conditions. If the Rams are playing the Chiefs in January in Arrowhead, they wouldn't because it's an mm-hmm. interconference uh, thing. Right. Maybe in the Super Bowl you'd see the same sort of game. I but mean, it's very possible we saw a preview of the Super Bowl, yeah. except I do think the Saints. The Saints also have the Rams did not do well in the playoffs last year. They were they well, lost yeah, but they weren't as good as they, I mean, they haven't been as dominant as they were this year. The, mm. Last year was really the Rams coming right, out party. But, but mm. this this Saints group though has has the experience. Yeah, Drew Brees and um, Sean Payton. Well, my buddy and I were talking about um, you know like the Rams are sort of the fun team to watch because they're the upstarts. You know, oh, yeah. McVay. I love cool. McVay. Yeah. You've got the quarterback. You know, making plays. Uh, yeah. Titled. You know, Halle Berry. You ever <laughs> see that clip? No, I haven't actually. Oh yeah, there was. I had a play. The mic, the, the mics picked up. The hot mic picked up. Uh, Halle Berry was the name of the oh, play. That, that's that's awesome. And then hilarious. he tweeted at Halle Berry, uh, <laughs> and uh, she, she she tweeted about it. And, oh, really? Uh, he sort of uh, that's great. Took his shot. You oh, know, oh, that's the, fantastic. Yes, <laughs> great social media. Yeah, yeah, that's, but it's been that's, a lot more fun. positive vibes. Yeah, so Goff, yeah. they're fun. You know, yeah. the Rams team, Gurley and Goff, and they've been in some great games this year. I mean, Packers Rams in L.A. Yeah. was mm-hmm. a uh, was one of the best games of the year. Yeah, and that wasn't that was like twenty seven, twenty four. I think the Rams have been vulnerable in games like that they've had to squeak out games but when you're undefeated teams are always going at you they're not undefeated anymore obviously so the rams are like the upstart you know cool team yeah the saints aren't uncool in any way but you've got well they got they're machine like what's that new orleans is cool well yes we're not criticizing the city yeah very nice place uh (laughs) you know um don't want to alienate our big easy listeners yeah uh down in the bayou uh (laughs) Could just keep on going, uh, <laughs> uh, as as they have uh, those hurricanes. Uh, the drink, yeah. right? The drinks. Yes, right. I don't want right. Yeah. Um, so you know, with with the Saints, they are they're they're like a, a well oiled machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we've seen it before. They've won one title before. Yeah. Now it's a new cast of characters, but it's in that same high-octane offense that performs extraordinarily well at home, though yeah. they've also put up 50 on the road. So I think there's part of it that's not, maybe as a fan, it's like, I've seen this before, uh, mm-hmm. but 
you know, so they're 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 the established, and the Rams are like the upstart. So yeah. to me, those are obviously the two best teams in the mm. NFC. And look, it was forty five thirty five. You know, when they played each other in New Orleans, mm-hmm. uh, so that could be uh, an NFC title game rematch. And I was again, say. the Saints need that home field. I mean, look, if they had a play in LA, they'd be fine. But I still yeah. still think they're such a different next level team at home yeah Yeah. absolutely no i feel like that's going to be like the championship and that'll be like the best but you never know best game of the yeah you never know though because uh, who would have look like in the the playoffs last year the Mm -hmm. eagles barely beat the falcons in the divisional round that's right with nick Foles, and it was Mm -hmm. like oh boy well this is what happens when you don't have wins you know if Dan Quinn's play calling was better. They would have, you know, Falcons should have had a last second touchdown to Julio Jones. Those poor Falcons. Well, those poor Falcons. It's always, <laughs> yeah. So the, then the Eagles go on to blow out the Vikings and then yeah. come in and beat the Patriots. But what if they got knocked down in the divisional round? So you never know. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm trying to think in the NFC. I mean, look, I don't think the NFC East really has any contenders. No. Uh, the we South, I thought, Carol, <laughs> I mean, well, you have New Orleans. Yeah. Uh, Carolina, possibly. Well, they've lost three in a row, but we'll see. They're if still they, in contention, though, for they the are, wild card. Oh, right. You have a lot of six and five yeah. teams. And McCaffrey's a beast, you know, yeah. and mm-hmm. is, is a really good player. Yeah. Um, and in the North, you've really got this sort of crowd with. Well, I think Chicago is a team uh, that they're, they're sort of like a less scoring version of last year's Rams, I feel like. Yeah. But I. Trubisky. I th- I just don't think they they can match up against the the Saints or the Rams. We're so. going to see them play uh, Rams Bears on Sunday Night Football. Not this week. Uh, well, it'll the, the be coming the coming week. week. Yeah. That'll be a good game. That'll be that great. got flexed in. Wanted to nice. piggyback off of what Ethan was saying yeah. uh, though, uh, where I think this season has been much more offensive heavy. Yeah. Where, like, there are those some seasons where you know, like, all right, this is going to be a defense season or you know going into the Super Bowl, all right, it's gonna be the best offense versus the best defense. And I feel like with this one, like I mean, you got like the the Vikings, the mm-hmm. Eagles, they got really decent defenses uh this season. But yeah, I think you're you're spot on where it's like this season is, is all about the offenses and like this Yeah. Really like plowing through. Well there really it doesn't seem to me and maybe and I could be wrong that there isn't like that that defensive team. That, yeah, like there's no defense. like it's not like that year with the Seahawks where like everybody's like, oh man, mm-hmm. nobody can get past well, them. Well, think about like Jacksonville, well, Jacksonville last year. Uh, yeah, yeah, because yeah. like they mm-hmm. had, but the offense was so bad. Yeah, that's true. They did put up people forget now. Some yeah, of it's defensive touchdowns. I they did say score a lot against the Steelers in that division. I should say more like mediocre. No, no, they not were a like, team built on defense. Yeah, um, and I think that's a tough way to win in this day day and age in the mm-hmm. NFL. Consistently in the '80s, that was like a big thing, though. Right, but Tom Coughlin and in. A rare interview this yeah. week with uh, a Jacksonville radio station was like, I still believe in really strong defense, strong run game, and good play action. So you get your deep balls in there. The old school, and man. Look, Jacksonville, though, they, they had a 10-point lead on the Patriots in the second half, in yeah, the fourth quarter. Yeah, I know. So, I mean, they were right in it. So, but yeah, you they were that. rely on Bortles, though. Yeah. Right. But I think overall that the direction of the league has always been offensive-minded. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that this year uh, is no different, and it's just been, you know, we've just seen extraordinarily explosive offenses, and we, the NFL got lucky from a scheduling standpoint to have the Chiefs and Rams play each other. You know, that was a Monday that night game huge. that at the beginning of the year you said, all right, these are two good teams, but, and it was, obviously the game was initially going to be in Mexico City on, at a neutral site. You weren't like, mark that on your calendar. Mm-hmm. Obviously became probably the most hyped up game of the year. Um but in the AFC, there is more of a disparity once yeah. you go Kansas. Now, there's still you still think of New England as like the team to beat, and right. still the question is: Chiefs could go fifteen and one. Yeah, or they have two no, losses now. But point being, the question is: Can they beat the Patriots right. in the? It playoffs? all comes down to the playoffs. Look, they yeah. only lost by three in the regular season in Foxborough, but can they beat them in the playoffs? Yeah. But across the, let's say, if you have New England in the East. You do have Miami fighting for a playoff spot. It's not going to happen. You know, I'm not saying you're not winning the division. No. Um, besides the Chiefs, uh, there's no one. I mean, Pittsburgh. Houston. It's the same cast of characters. Houston's and, and, an interesting and, and, and team. And Tennessee as well, right? Oh, Tennessee's so inconsistent. Yeah, I know. But I mean, we, 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 I mean, a week from now could be a very different picture. So right. But I, well, they, they, they'll, they'll they'll still be inconsistent. No, yeah. because, well, I mean, I don't know yeah. if they'll be a contender. 
I, I got to look at the standings. <laughs> yeah. But I know that, like, Houston is interesting. Houston, look, that's a team that, even though they were on Monday Night Football last week, like, not sought after is, like, you know, a team that gets a lot of high-profile games. Yeah. But, they I mean, their like story by. is remarkable. Yeah. They were 0-3. Yeah. Uh, and the first team to go from starting a year 0-3 to 8-3. and <laughs> And they don't have... Giants beat them. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, the Giants yeah, that made them 0-3. That was yeah. the Giants' first win of the year. When and then after were... that, they said, this is way too embarrassing. We can't have this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was really the wake-up really, call they needed. The pants, yeah. Right? So uh, they're a team as well. But, yeah, I think those the AFC, you, you do have a lot of teams fighting. Uh, I mean, Baltimore yeah. and Lamar Jackson's an mm-hmm. interesting story with him starting to – him getting some starts. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, since he uh, – to me, they're out. Yeah. I'm not impressed with them at all. Uh, Miami on the fringe. Right. So that's uh, – hey, how about the Chargers? That's yeah. the team I'm forgetting. Yeah, the I Chargers. Knew, I knew there was a team I wanted to say. The Chargers, because the Chiefs obviously look like they're going to win the West, but the Chargers – I mean, look at the Sunday night game. There's been more flexing of games. Yeah. Sorry to ramble here. No, no, There's more flexing of games this year for – it looked like they were going to be good games on Sunday night. Sunday night had a lot of, like, Niners games. Like, we thought the Niners were going to be, like, a Super Bowl – team as yeah, Garoppolo finished so strong he got the big contract extension well they obviously lost Garoppolo mm-hmm. probably were a little overhyped I think overrated so. but in any case uh they you know like you had Niners Seahawks initially slated on Sunday night by the way watch out for the Seahawks who are coming in hot now as they, one of those six NFC wild card teams they, they've been like that though the last few seasons i feel like the seahawks have been like the wild card like sort yeah. of sliding in the last second yeah. well they're, they're definitely not the favorites anymore you know no, they're not right. the legion of boom but no this was supposed to be a rebuilding year and pete carroll's mm-hmm. done a great job um yeah and but to the afc with the chargers so you had you know games like niners seahawks that people were looking at those got flexed out. Even the yeah. Raiders were a team people wanted to see Gruden in prime time. They got flexed I mean, out. I mean, terrible. Right. But instead, you have, you're have you going to have Chargers-Steelers next week. Yeah, which is a great game. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's uh, this awesome. This could be good. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the Chargers are a team. They also, you've had teams that have had really long winning streaks this year. Yeah. Chargers had, I think, seven in a row. Um, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they, and then they lost to the Broncos. Um mm. Oh, yeah. yeah not that's a team not that... last week, but the week before, or for our listeners, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. So that snapped the streak. But the Chargers are a team that um, initially I was really skeptical. I'm mm-hmm. like, and, and they were picked to be in some people's Super Bowls, but I was like, right. I, I now, don't they know. Never... Uh, I mean, like, I'll see when I believe it, but they've been impressive now. Can They've had a fairly easy schedule. Can they beat? We'll see. If they yeah. beat Pittsburgh, I think uh, on the road, they'll make some noise. I'd like to see them be in some kind of contention just because they would be cool i mean they've philip rivers has i i think has been a consistently good quarterback for years but just never they just never win anything mm-hmm. they've I made th- it to the playoffs some years but like but they could never figure it out yeah i think so, i've had philip rivers as a as one of my qbs i think for like like two or three times there's got to be some statistic somewhere yeah. that that he's like been consistently the best fantasy quarterback over like a long period of time he probably has like some of the best numbers probably, probably him drew Brees. i don't think too. of him though as a premier fantasy quarterback i've never had him he's no never, he's, he's never a, been under my two no, he's always ch- been he's consistent yeah though. that's he's, oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah he's like consistently yeah. good and he always puts up like so, like he's never going to be like the i mean maybe occasionally like get you like a ton of points mm-hmm. right. but he's never going to drop below like um, I don't know, fifteen. Yeah, right. you know? but so, which is like a good thing, especially if yeah. you're like in a PPR league, because then you can really yeah. focus on, on like the wide receivers and the the running backs and those kind of things. You're not really getting as many points with a quarterback that you would get with the the other players. So right. having that like solid guy that you know, all right, I'm at least getting some fifteen points this week. Right, it's, it's and, nice. and he's just and he's part of that same class with Eli and with yeah. Ben Roethlisberger. And it's then like those guys are still around. I mean, is there ever talk in San Diego about like what are we gonna do with Rivers? Like I haven't heard. No, because it seems like things yeah. are going along fine. Yeah. Yes, it's so it's so yeah. funny to me because like you know everyone talks about like you know Eli's age and stuff. I mean, to me, Eli still looks the same as he did when he was drafted. Like, <laughs> yeah, he doesn't look like his age. I saw like they did a close-up of him uh, last week, and I was like, oh, he's got a couple grays, but that was it. Like, <laughs> like right. That's the only thing that, that shows any sign of age. sometimes, but yeah, it's the same I mean, he's got, he's got three kids, you know? It's tiring. Well, Philip yeah. has eight. 
No, he doesn't. Yeah, there's a what? lot of kids. I, I, seven eight, or eight. Who has eight kids a lot of in kids. 2018? You'd like me to look Crap. up, but, you know, just so I'm No, accurate. but, like, people used to have, like, multiple kids, like, way back when. Like, that's not a thing. George Foreman. <laughs> <laughs> Got all his, all his Georges. Why do you have... This is a whole nother podcast, but why do you have eight kids? That seems, know. That seems Before you know it, his son's going to... Maybe his son will get to play in the same, you know, but, uh, uh, while his dad plays. Father of eight, Philip Rivers. Oh, oh my God! Um, whether he's done having kids, I hope not. That was from September of 2018, courtesy Holy of CBS Sports. Crap. I hope not. He said. I said I hope not, and I haven't had any. That's me. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, why, no, would, why would you? Uh, that's, okay, that's not. But uh, I, I don't get it. Speaking of other sports, that now that we've put our toes in, I actually wanted to talk about briefly. I love listening to this podcast called Bullseye with Jesse Thorne. And he ends each episode with a uh, a cultural recommendation. So he'll talk about this or that. And he brought up, it was a few episodes ago, oh, brought up, and I, I think this is the person's name. I just looked him up. But he talked about, he's so he's from um, Oakland originally. So he's a Giants fan uh, when it comes to baseball. And he would listen to the games on radio. And I believe it's Hank Greenwald who uh-huh. uh, I guess apparently passed away not too long ago. And he was describing the the differences when it comes to listening to sports on radio and the, the different types of games. And now he was saying baseball specifically and with giving um, a little tribute in, in his speech to, to Hank Greenwald, it was a much slower type of game when it comes to radio when, and it allows for a bit more, I, I guess, pers- getting a bit more personal with the commentators. And, and there's that little downtime in between the plays because it's just a, a slower game naturally. And it just, that was like an interesting thing. And I was like th- thinking, I was like, Oh man, what are some of the other types of games? And like, what are the benefits or like the, this, maybe the things that set each type of commentating mm-hmm. apart. Mm-hmm. Like that, for specifically for baseball, you, ha- you have that moment where you can kind of get a connection. I'm thinking maybe uh, even like if you're listening to like soccer, it's like a, there's a, it's constantly moving and, mm-hmm. and there's like excitement going on. Like what what could you think of that like maybe sets each per- like type of, of mm-hmm. game apart? Well, yeah, first of all, Hank Greenwald, yeah, he just passed away mm-hmm. recently and um, was a longtime Giants announcer uh, and his son, Doug, who I've emailed with, you know, and spoken with casually over the years, is a uh, broadcaster, I believe, for Fresno at, at the AAA level. So mm. he's followed, obviously followed in his father's footsteps and is an established broadcaster in his own right and has done spring training Giants games, I think, and, and stuff like that. And a nice guy. Uh, so, but to answer your question, you know, baseball is, is I think, the ultimate broadcaster's sport. Um, yeah. especially on the radio, because you're really providing a picture. You're that bystander to the person that's laying on the beach in the summer, uh, that's driving in the car to a barbecue, um, not to be overly sappy here, no, no, no. but yeah, <laughs> no, on a long I, I road trip. Um, I mean, you're their eyes and ears, and it's very mm-hmm. comforting. And yes, there is um, the ebbs and flows of the game. It's it's a storytelling game. Yeah. You know, there's really two facets. You have to be a great describer of the action, fly ball in a right center field that's going to drop between the two outfielders, one hop up against the wall, that sort of thing, the details. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the second part is the between the plays part and the banter yeah. and the you know the anecdotes from the clubhouse. And the biggest challenge from a broadcasting standpoint is how do I interweave the stories? When is it the right time, first of all, you know, to go into you know a, a certain story and sometimes you mm-hmm. get burned anyway because you end up with a quick inning and you can't get to it and maybe you have <laughs> yeah. to continue in another inning or maybe it doesn't fit in another inning. Yeah. And obviously you have, in, in any sport you have blowouts, but mm-hmm. particularly, you know, you might have the way you call a team in August that's out of contention. Yeah. You still have to call the play, especially on radio. Um, but if it's 17-1, you know, you're, it's going to go in a different direction. Uh, you always get those clunkers of a game in the fourth inning mm-hmm. than a 3-2 game in September in the heart of the pennant race. And it's just figuring out the tone. Right. Um, not just at what time of year, but in a game, within a game. So baseball's just an incredible challenge and incredibly satisfying to call. And so if baseball's sort of, you know, storytelling and a little slower, football to me is like a march, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Now, baseball and television... As well, you're still, storytelling is key. You're supplementing. Obviously, if 
you're calling it on television and it's a 10-1 game unlike in radio where you still would call where you have to call every pitch television you can talk over the pitches people are seeing the action but you still have to capture it right yeah. um football is really like a march you know on radio there's not a lot of time on mm-hmm. television there's not a lot of time that's why so many analysts they're the biggest challenge is how do i condense my thoughts into 10 seconds or less mm-hmm. on television yeah. in between plays so football's really and it's not as saying it's not as sentimental isn't the right thing but there's so much going on in that three hours that you have to get to rarely are you going to get into a long story Mm -hmm. uh and basketball especially on radio is really quick in the same way yeah so baseball is in a sort of a a place of its own in terms of pace and the emphasis on storytelling well there's so much downtime in baseball Mm -hmm. that's the thing and i was thinking hockey too like hockey's one of those hockey's fast super fast yeah hockey even on television can be called like radio yeah because you can't always see the puck um Mm -hmm. i don't know how they keep up like it's it's amazing Yeah. yeah well like mike emmerich uh, you know, it was so exciting on television. If you've ever heard him, he's the lead mm-hmm. voice for NBC. And it's like, I mean, he more the the more the better. Usually mm-hmm. you want less, less is more like more Mike, the better. Yeah. I mean, he's just got this sort of helter skelter way of calling the game that I love. Mm-hmm. And Kenny Albert does a great job mm-hmm. on radio for the Rangers. But yeah, that's a whole the knowledge base you have to have for hockey is someone that's not an avid hockey fan yeah. is enormous. Yeah. yeah. And now do you guys think that football has overtaken baseball as the American pastime? Well, or think, do you think baseball is still number one? Well, football has been number one for quite a, yeah. quite a while, right? Yeah. But I mean, I, and I, I hate mean, the term American pastime. You know, it's like, I mean, football has been the number, the most popular sport for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think we were talking last year about decreased ratings. Now they're back up this yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some would say, look, baseball's got an issue of marketing to young people. Mm-hmm. Um, basketball is some would say overtaking them in that genre. Yeah, um, I think so. I don't have the numbers to say. I mean, I'm, I love baseball. Yeah. So I was thinking I'm more... never going to be the guy that's saying, you know, being critical in that sense. But uh, yeah, basketball certainly has grabbed a big share. Mm-hmm. Of the population. Grabbed the young people. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I was thinking not necessarily uh, numbers wise because there. I mean, there is a number. Uh, a number side to it, but I'm just thinking more of in that like I don't know. There's that wholesome kind of idea when you think of of America. You think of, of mm-hmm. it's that whole old adage, baseball and apple pie kind of thing. Right. Like, is that still the thing that you kind of think of, or do you think it kind of think has been taken over? I would say probably that's probably pretty much gone. Yeah, <laughs> it feels like it to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when I, I, mean, well, when I go to games here, when I go to like Yankee Stadium or City Field, it's just like. There's no. It's just a bunch of restaurants and things. Like, there's no magic. Like, there's just so much. Mm. There's so much else going on when you're at the games. I don't look at it that way. Is or I don't make yeah. the connection of baseball's past despite because we have hospitality suites. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's just business. But yeah, but it doesn't. Have, but it does take. But away I from think the City Field's got a great. Well, uh, City Field's got to me as a great ballpark feel. You know, it's got like an old time feel. Yeah, but but I'm I'm yeah. saying though, if like there's all that distraction though, people are drawn away from the game. I Where, think that's more a byproduct of the millennials and society yeah. and this sort of I'm not going to sit still. And that is a challenge baseball is dealing yeah. with. How do you keep people's attention? Um, uh, yeah, you tell so. me because baseball yeah. is boring. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, look, they, 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 they have that that perception issue of it being too yeah. long. And sometimes not perception is sometimes sometimes the games are too long. Many times they're too long. And baseball's working hard to try to correct that. I know they, they, they definitely are. But a lot of sports do have those issues too. I mean, even football has it where yeah. there's so you know, there's a play and then there's a commercial right. kickoff, then there's another commercial like there's just so much of this uh downtime, I guess. Now, uh, Ethan, you go oh, go to um, the U.S. Open a lot. Yeah. When, so for tennis, do you think like where where do you think that fits in uh, with like the, the vibe of like I guess maybe trying to fit in with trying to get the game I guess as exciting as possible mm-hmm. without having it drag or having maybe too much like concessions or whatever oh. like you would say like you were saying with uh city field yeah well tennis well tennis has a few issues you know and i don't know i mean yeah there's a lot of downtime there too i don't think it's as much as like baseball necessarily i mean it's a little different mm-hmm. perhaps because it's like a one-on-one situation rather than a kind of a team thing yeah but well doubles can be you know it's mm-hmm. a little different but but there are certain 
players that I have trouble watching because they do take too much time. And there is there is a limit, but they do get a lot of time as mm-hmm. well. And it's even little things. Like I can't I have trouble when I watch Novak Djokovic because he bounces the ball a hundred times before he serves. It makes no sense. He doesn't <laughs> need to do that, but he just does yeah. cause he can. It's part of his part of his ritual. But you know, but tennis has other problems where the US Open has done a good job and they there's no um I'm sorry, there's a fifth set tiebreaker in at the US Open. So like a match basically a match will end at, at a reasonable time, even if it's going on for a while, there is an end in sight because mm-hmm. the tiebreaker um will eventually end the match. Whereas you go to the other Grand Slams, you have to win by two games in the end and it can just Wimbledon go on. Is Wimbledon changing that now? I think Wimbledon is, but not the French yet. I don't know why. <laughs> Oh. Um, I thought Wimbledon was the only one that had that crazy. It's had a couple t- times. Uh, I hate twenty. You know where it yeah, goes on. Yeah, Isner and on. a couple, and he's done it a couple times. And I just hate those matches. Like they're not fun. They're just after a while, they're just like just end this thing already. Someone <laughs> fucking break someone's serve and just end this damn thing. Yeah. It like it just goes on for so long. Like it's not exciting. Those aren't exciting matches. Those are matches that just. It's like a a never ending baseball game it goes into extra innings forever right. and ever they're just like enough of this shit already and yet i'm always like of the old-fashioned like when people are like uh, and and look i i know what it's like to be at work and just hoping for the late game to end in like the dodgers rockies game just so you can get out of work mm-hmm. but as a fan even if i'm not going to stay up and watch it just the idea that a game can go 16 innings i think yeah. it's still like great like yeah. i don't want to change it Right, I mean, so I'm a hypocrite. It's not. That. It's not like a, I. I shouldn't compare it ex- exactly. You know, baseball. But with has, tennis, has a yeah, more... I think I just think yeah, you do have. I think very few people that are not hardcore tennis fans watch a match from start to finish. Of course, no, you're absolutely. You know, right. so they're joining in later on. They hear something's good going on, and remember, you're really looking at fans that are watching the four Grand Slams. Sure. And so, and and some of it, unlike I feel like baseball, where it's like, all right. I'm going to watch Yankees, Dodgers at 7 o'clock. I mm-hmm. know that's coming on. That's my consistent viewing habit. Yeah. In tennis, it's almost like if I catch it. It's like, all I don't think people yeah. are yeah. reworking their schedules, even around the U.S. Open. Yeah. I think people will go to the U.S. Open. It's a social event for them. But I don't yeah. think people are saying, besides maybe the final, that I have to sit down and watch Novak yeah. and Nadal. Mm-hmm. Even if it's a great match, it's just like, all right, if I catch it, great. You know? Well, see, I like I like the ones leading. Usually, like, the quarters or semis usually have the best matches, so I always look for those. But I, you know, I'll, I always look at the schedule, and I see, like, what's interesting, what's on. And now, like, on the app, you can kind of choose what court to go into. But mm-hmm. but if, like, but it's like when you go, you see someone's up by a set or whatever. Like, okay, I'm going to come back to this. I'm going to go check something right. else out. I'm going to come back and see, like, oh, what happened here? Did someone run away with it? Or is it close? And now it's like, oh, if it's close, you can go back and, and see what's going on. Yeah. Like, that's always that's always fun. You can do that, which is kind of nice. But tennis is very different from those yeah. other sports. Obviously not nearly as popular in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, even less so recently. Well, in, the, in recent you need years. more U.S. players as well. That's the problem. Really successful. That's the problem. And unfortunately, um, it's, it's amazing, though, because like last year you had an all women, um, all American women, uh, semi. You had all four, and you'd think like that would that would be like a huge draw. That would be exciting, and it really, really didn't. Mm-hmm. I don't think bring that I, again. I don't have numbers, but yeah, it's it hard. Seem... Sometimes it feels like well, if you if you have a, like a Novak, if you especially yeah. on the men's side, with respect to the women, if you have a Novak, Federer final, you're gonna draw people. But it's Federer, Federer draws draws big. It's it's hard. Right. It's like almost like all the. Pieces have to be aligned for the non-tennis. You, know, you, yeah. need, you need high-profile players and a really exciting match. But I told you yeah. when I was with my my best buddy Nick, who uh, loves tennis, yeah. uh, I watched more U.S. Open this year than I have in a, in a while, and it was fun. <laughs> it's a great, it really, was a great tournament. And you know what? The late see again, similar to the baseball extra innings. Granted, like almost it would be equivalent to like baseball extra innings in October. Watching those U.S. Open matches that go deep into the night, yeah. knowing you're not. Necessarily uh, there. Yeah. It's fun to watch at one thirty in the morning. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um it just it was heartbreaking to see Del Poe play such a good tournament and then uh couldn't do anything in the end. Also but. what's different about tennis and look, baseball is a mark this became a whole big thing this year, baseball marketing their players better and Mike Trout and whatever. Yeah. A whole different discussion. But tennis, it's like I don't know that much about Juan Martin Del Potro. I don't see them outside of those right. four majors. Right. And so the exposure and the connection with the player is far more limited. Right. Well, yeah, it, it, 
it is different. Um, but it's more of like it's cool because it's it's such a worldly sport. So and it's cool to see people from different countries. Mm-hmm. And when you go, you see people from coming from all over the world who are just real fans. And, and look, it's always so, fun. Some people would say the same thing about golf, but you yeah. could see golfers. I think they're more in the news. I mean, yeah, you have especially this young wave of golfers, Dustin Johnson, and the fact that he's yeah with or is he still with Paulina Gretzky? Anyway, um, you know, Spieth. Ricky Fowler. I mean, yeah. it does feel like you're connecting with them right. in a way. Justin Thomas. Right. Yeah. But go- see, golf is one that I haven't connected to. Yeah, like, I can't. That's one of the things I cannot but I know, watch. But I know, but yeah, I know it's a big deal. And, and I respect golfers mm-hmm. because I think it's such a hard sport. Yeah. It's but, one of the things to be like, it's really hard to be consistent. It's insane. Yeah. Um, anyway, I think we've covered quite a bit right I mean, yeah i think, I think the uh, only one probably... thing we we didn't do was um oh fuck i was gonna make a joke what's that one in the in the olympics with the uh the luge no no curling. The, curling there we go well funny shout out to our friend jess gross yeah <laughs> who's a curler yeah oh, i am and i texted jess because during the packers vikings game uh last sunday they were um during one of the billboards you know where sunday night football sponsored by and NBC does a great job with, like, they've shown high school football, which I love, you know, like, giving the local flavor. Right. Like, they'll give you, they'll show you the different championships, state champions yeah. of the year. But they did one where they were at the National Curling Center, I think. Okay. It, some, it was something involving curling. And so I texted her and I was like, hey, getting some curling, you know, <laughs> yeah. on Sunday Night Football. I, I still don't get it. I still, I just don't understand <laughs> curling. Yeah. But it seems fun. Yeah. All right. Next time we'll dive more into we curling. We should just do a whole episode on curling. I think it'll be fascinating. All right. Perfect. Yeah, I know I know a broadcaster uh, a, a friend, and he did curling for NBC for, I feel like that was his that's cool. big break on national television. Hey, that's, that, that's huge. Yeah, good for him. That's awesome. Well, till next time. That'll be next week. Next, curling. <laughs> next week's curling. Cur- curling with the poncho section. There you go. <laughs> you awesome. Can, well, you can curl as you tape the episode. There you oh, go. yeah, there you go. Like Perfect. you guys did with the video game. Like you should go to a curling rink and tape the podcast. Okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. We'll get, get that, that sound. Yeah. We'll get the, the natural live live kind of feel. Yeah. Thanks for being on. Yeah, Thanks for having this me. Was great. As always. This was great. Pleasure. Yeah. All right. Until next time. Thanks for listening, guys. Peace.